Cool. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time, and uh, welcome to today's episode. So today I'm here with Keegan. I'm going to allow Keegan to introduce himself. What's going on, y'all? As Austin mentioned, uh, it's Keegan. I'm a sophomore at USC, and I'm first time on the podcast. <laughs> so you wanted to talk to us about your brand, so go and dive into it as much as you want. Yeah, for sure. So we have a clothing brand, actually. It's uh, called Wonder, W-N-D-R. If you want to find us on TikTok, Instagram, whatever your handle is, W-N-D-R-S-C-L. I mean, C-L-O, my fault. <laughs> W-N-D-R-C-L-O, Wonder Clothes. Yeah, so what inspired you to make this brand? Well, I have a few friends back home, actually. And uh, we decided clothing was meant for us because clothing allows you to express yourself, you know? Yeah. Beyond just your appearance, it's, it's your mood, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel. Uh, it's just, it's art, basically. So we decided why not start a clothing brand and share that freedom of expression up for others. That's nice. So where are you from? I'm from Louisiana. Uh, it's a small town called Prairieville, Louisiana, right outside of Baton Rouge. So why didn't they go to LSU? Man, <laughs> I had to come to California, the West Coast, you know? Yeah. The weather, you know, the women. Yeah. Uh, but of course, my education, you know, I'm a, a poli-sci major, pre-law. So so you want to be a lawyer when you grow up, or how you want to do that? What's up? I'm interested in criminal defense, civil rights. I feel like that's the most meaningful work mm-hmm. for me. You know, we need more people like that, and corporate isn't my route. You know, I <laughs> No, I feel you. That's why I'm in business entrepreneurship, but like... Yeah, so fashion. I was really thinking about it on the way over here. It's like fashion is something that we use to express our innermost sort of needs almost. And it's, how do you feel about it rising like in culture today? Because, you know, it used to be like if you put it on, you put it on. But now it's more mm-hmm. like people pushing that we should mm-hmm. express ourselves and what we're wearing. How do you feel about that? It's a very huge market in, uh, for clothing. I mean, it's very competitive. But as far as um, networking, I'm trying to, you know, get people to work with me. You know, right. we don't have to compete. It doesn't have to be, oh, cho- choose Nike over Adidas, Adidas <laughs> over Nike. I, mean, I feel like yeah. we should all just come together. Yeah. But um, as far as individual pieces, I actually brought two pieces with me. I see them. They nice. This is the long, so we can. Okay. Yeah, so we have the first item we have. If you want to f- figure out more, once again, our website is wonderclothes. Dot com, but we have 1865 on the front. What's the symbolism of that? If you know your history, American <laughs> history, you know that's when the Civil War ended, and uh, people of color, black people, uh, finally felt, you know, the idea of freedom. They yeah. might not physically have had it, but yeah. you know, it's the thought of okay, we're equal too. Yeah, and on paper, it's on really, paper. Yeah. So we have it on paper, but it's a deeper meaning than 1865 because on the back it says it says free us. Right. Okay. But do you feel free today? Do you really feel free? I mean, what's free? Exactly. Freedom is the ability to do what you want, when you want, how you want. Right. But freedom has a price, you know. In our system today, you have school, job, you know, there's there's a time system. You got to wake up, do this, punch in, do that. Yeah. You know, you rarely have time to invest in yourself. Right. And do what you really want to do. So the, our message is, you know, it's not just, you know, free the slaves. Now everybody come together, but it's just free your mind, you know. Allow yourself to step outside of the social norms. Yeah. And invest in what you really want to be. Invest in free time, your hobbies. You know, yeah. don't get stuck in this 
idea of, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. You yeah. Know? Take a step back and figure out who you are as a person. Man, you know, I was just listening to a video this morning my mom sent to me, and it was talking about the difference between solitude and loneliness. Mm, talk to me. So solitude is basically like being alone on purpose, mm-hmm. but not with the mindset that nobody likes me. It's like you doing this this shadow work, this inner work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like you can read by yourself, you can you can observe by yourself, but it's really just taking time to step away from everything that's outside. You know what I'm saying? All this social media, you gotta compare yourself to this, compare yourself to that, pick up this, pick up that, go do this, go do that. It get too hectic on the mind. Definitely. So sometimes we gotta take some solitude to really observe what's going on. So you can do that with journaling. Mm-hmm. Reading, mm-hmm. meditation, breathing, focusing on the breath. You just got to take that time to almost reset. It's like taking a nap, but you still woke. That was deep. <laughs> solitude. Solitude is <laughs> the way to go. Yeah. Don't uh, don't isolate the mind. Put it in solitary. Man. That so, reminds me of prison. You know, when people go to prison, you know, they're in there. You know, it's a very dangerous and, and dark time. But, you know, people prevail with books and self-education. You know, they right. come out doing their own thing. So, yeah, solitude is a, is a great tool for yourself. You in the books? Yeah. yeah. What you been with? I'm uh, interested in Robert Greene, you know, the artist. Yeah, um, the art of seduction. Art of seduction. <laughs> you have uh, 48 Laws of Power. You yeah. Have all these different kind of self-help books. And mm-hmm. people look at them as like, oh, I don't need a self-help. I mean, <laughs> but I feel like you can really learn something you know, yeah. from these type of books. And it, it really en- enhances your, your skills, whether it be emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. the, you know, just how you get mad and angry yeah. and lash out. Right. Just, you know, be cool. You know, only person that can control you is, is you. you. That's what most people understand. That's why we have have the this clothing this clothing line. You know, be you, be free, be you. But free also you. we have our second uh hoodie. Yeah. Inspired by God. You know, we have the three uh chrome hearts on the back. Yeah. With wonder. It says free us also on the hoodie, W and D R. Yeah. But on the front, it's the most important. It says, dear God, because God did. Yeah. You know, not everybody has spirituality, and that's fine. Some people believe in multiple gods, different gods, but that's not my message, you know. There's a higher power out there. You, you can't do it alone. At all. You, you, need, you need some sort of connection spiritually yeah. that's greater than yourself and that's within, you know. Yeah, and people get, a lot of people get stuck with this God complex that it's all under their control. But that's more overwhelming than just giving up control and just functioning through the flow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, just because you're not in control of the situation don't mean it's not going to go your way. Exactly. A lot of times people get um, people get the feeling that, oh, I got to do it so I can claim uh, recognition. A lot of people want mm-hmm. recognition and mm-hmm. they want to be praised for the work that they're doing, but... It's not up. It's not up to us if the job go through or not. You know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta leave it up to chance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can't, we can't see the future and we can't control the past. So as long as we in the present moment, everything can go your way and whatever's meant to be, it'll truly be. Yeah, and you and you asked why I didn't go to other shoes about those <laughs> small windows of opportunity. Yeah. You know? I don't feel like me being back there was like meant to be. You know, Man. I feel like I serve a bigger purpose out here. Uh, greater than myself. So, yeah. It's like I'm doing meaningful work. That's kind of how it was when I had to leave Detroit. Because, Detroit? Yeah, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, so I could have went to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into U of M, but that's probably because I applied too late. But 
I could have stayed home and been around all my friends and stuff, but what I really want to do is separate and not in a um aspect of uh oh I'm better than them or I don't want to be around them anymore. It's just how am I ever gonna grow if I'm hanging around the same people? You have to be uncomfortably comfortable. I was just talking about that this morning, bro. Really? I could not sleep. I uh I tried to go to sleep at around twelve. I woke up around twelve forty mm-hmm. and just couldn't fall back. I was thinking, thinking, thinking. I got up, tried to type a little bit of the paper I gotta turn in tomorrow. But I stayed up to about two in the morning and I was like, I talked to my roommate, I'm like, man, you wanna go on a walk? It's right now. Just get up, I left my phone in the dorm, just walk out and go on the walk wherever. And me and him really was just talking about how how we feeling right now. And one of the things that I was realizing was I'm feeling this sadness, this emotion, this tenseness. But my mind is also like, be grateful for it because it's all temporary. Mm -hmm. This emotion that I'm feeling right now is not going to dictate me for the rest of my life. Because I die before I get old enough to get rid of it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Anxiety will kill you. So, I was grateful for how I was feeling, but I wanted to get out of it. So I'm like... I just take this walk and talk to him. Maybe he talked to me. We can bounce these ideas off each other, and I'll be able to fall asleep after. So, yeah, I was just, I feel like the state of mind that I'm in right now, it's not a depression, but mm-hmm. it's more so like an awakening. You ever feel like your body preparing you for something big? You ever get that feeling where you like, Life just don't feel real right now. You just don't. You seem like you in the matrix. You can see, you become hyper aware of your surroundings. You can hear every thought. You can see every thought. And it's just like, dog, I'm about to do something great. I just don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. So you just got to keep moving and what you feel is right. So let me ask you this. Are you waiting for like a sign or are you just going through the motions, staying true to yourself and seeing what's going to happen? I just try to isolate opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I try to see... Whatever. Because, you know, when people say take advantage of the opportunities you're given, we don't always recognize the opportunity. That's true. That's true. But I was watching this video on TikTok, and he was like, the bigger the dream, the bigger the resistance there is going to be. Yeah. So an object has a shadow. Mm-hmm. The shadow that is casted wow. is... Uh, is the equal amount of resistance mm-hmm. to that dream. So all you got to do is fight through the resistance. And once you get through it, the universe going to seek that you accomplish all your goals. You just got to be tested to see if this is really what you want. Because you don't want to go your whole life. Um, you don't want to go your whole life climbing up a ladder. And when you get to the top, you realize you're in the wrong building. Wow. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just stuff like that. That's yeah. a great segue into mental health. How, yeah. As as like a, as a young man, how how, uh, how challenging is it to be open about your about your how you're feeling? You know uh, what's going through on in your head. You feel like it's, uh, it's easier to talk to people about that. Or you got to contain it and keep it in. You mentioned going on a walk with your friend. That kind of yeah. helps. But overall, how do you, how do you address your mental health? You know, with school, everything going on. It's really all about how who you hang around and the type of vulnerability that you want to show within the relationships that you have around you. Mm-hmm. So, as a man, of course it's different from women. As much as people don't want to admit it, it is. And they try to say, oh, all you have to do is just talk, or all you have to do is just this. But it's, it's more than that. It's just 
years and years and years of being told, oh, men are supposed to cry. Men are supposed to hunt. Men are supposed to go fight. Men are supposed to go to war. Yeah. They the ones who are supposed to do all the dirty work. And even if that's not what the outside world looks like today, those type of lessons are stuck for generations and generations and generations. Ideas are passed down. Even if your dad or mom or whatever don't directly say it to you, it's still in you. We got to remember it's a part of the mind called the subconscious mind. That's true. And that's programmed before you even get out the womb. Mm-hmm. So whatever your mama going through at the time or whatever she hearing, that, that's being fed into you. Whoever talking to her, those are your thoughts because you're a part of her. And so what I try to do is if I can't talk out loud or talk to somebody, I either try to talk to myself because yourself, you can get yourself the answers. You just don't know it. You, you wait long enough, your body will reveal you to what the answer is. Or I try to um, talk to somebody close like my roommate or a friend that I know can yeah. kind of understand. Because you don't want to just be talking to a brick wall. You know, Some people cold. They'll look at you like you. They'll try to give you the simple solution. Yeah, and, like just get over it. Yeah, just. Man up. Yeah, just, just whatever. Why you just don't do this? Why you just don't do that? But it's, yeah. it'd be deeper than that. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, in high school, I battled a lot with, uh, it wasn't diagnosed, but you know you can feel depression. Yeah. So I, I, I battled with that, but I used that to my advantage more so than blaming people or things around me because I attacked it in such a way that it was like, instead of identifying with whatever I'm feeling, mm-hmm. I look at it as a challenge that's to be conquered. So I was having fun with, okay, I'm feeling like this, but why? Why is this? So let me go open a book. Let me go watch a video. Let me see what I can take. Knowledge is free. Yeah, knowledge is free. It's out there. Especially with role models, you just got to hesitate me in the comparison. So I'll explain this with comparison. Mm -hmm. They say comparison is the thief of joy, but that's many different types of comparison. So when when we talk about comparison, we should use it as, okay, I'm going to look up to this figure. Yeah. And I'm going to take their best qualities mm-hmm. and make it into my own. Yeah. And when you can do that, you can really just add it to your bag, add it to your inventory. How, how do you attack mental health? When it comes to my mental health, I just, I, I reflect. Yeah. You know, I see each day, maybe, maybe it should be each, each minute, each second, you yeah, know, a chance yeah, to reach yeah. but I attack it on a day-to-day basis, you know. Mm-hmm. Um... You're right about the subconscious mind. So before I go to sleep, you know, you, you, you can't process your dreams. I used to have terrible nightmares, Man. terrible. This is all my overthinking. Sleep and paralysis. Just, yeah, just yeah. terrible sleeper, terrible sleep. Not getting enough sleep at night. Man. And that's very important for your day because if you, if you sleep deprived, you know, you wake up, oh, I'm tired. I had this yeah. bad thought. My day's already messed up. Mm-hmm. Boom. So before I go to sleep, you know, I try to tell myself, I reflect back on my day. All right, what did I do today? What can, what can I do better for tomorrow? Yeah. You know, but just going to sleep knowing I'm at peace, everything's okay, and if God gives me the opportunity to wake up tomorrow and take another breath, I'm a season. Man, now that's hard. That's something I need to do more of because I found myself, even at home before I left, during the summer, that's when you're supposed to get back on all your sleep. But man, I was just, it felt like I was losing out on more and more sleep. I was waking up in the middle of the night. It was hard to fall back. I'm up from 5 to 12 in the morning. You know what I mean? So it's like, what you suggest I should do to not get that sleep back, but just 
constantly improve on the sleep that I'm getting on a day-to-day basis. You know, I don't even think it's about sleep, really. Yeah. It's just about being energized. Right. You know, they say you sleep when you're dead because our whole life we're meant to work. Yeah. That's really what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have free time and leisure, but at the end of the day, what are those distractions? <laughs> From the ultimate goal of getting to it right now, so you, later on you can chill. Yeah. You know, um, but as far as trying to get enough good sleep, you know, force yourself. Put that phone down, you know. Right. It, it turned 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Put it down. Put it down. If it takes you an hour to fall asleep, okay. Yeah. And you do that enough times, you know, you do it enough times, that's habitual. It's yeah. a habit. Yeah. So it's, it's that, you know, I put my phone down at 8. Yeah. I'm possibly like 9, 10, okay, whatever. Yeah. Now it's 8.30. Okay, now next day, 8.20. Mm-hmm. You know, a week later, okay, I'm, I'm falling asleep at 8. Yeah. And you're starting to wake up, and it's like, all right. All right. I wake, I'm waking up now at 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You see me? It's hard for me to wake up at 6 in the morning. But once you train your body into it, because I know people, they tell me, that's the thing. I just need to apply it to myself. Yeah. But people, they tell me, yeah, my body wakes me up at uh, 4 a.m. It's like an automatic clock. I'm like, what? Yeah, 4 a.m.? I've been yeah. in that. I'm in that situation. Really? Yeah, that's, a, that's something I need to adopt yeah. as far as sleep. And uh, energy-wise, you know, these energy drinks, this coffee, I'm drinking coffee right now. It's, <laughs> It's all placebo, man. This stuff, this stuff don't help. I'm gonna be tired tomorrow. So. Yeah. I guess yeah. Focusing on my sleep that's also helping my mental health. You know, yeah. just trying to stay positive. Yeah. Because like, no matter what happens to me, I know there's someone out there who, who got it way worse. Man. Just being grateful for what I got. Man. You know, this happened to me. Damn. Well, imagine someone else going through what they going through ten times worse. You know. Duh. I gotta feel for that. I gotta realize. You know, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. At any opportunity, I could lose it all. Yeah. And we gotta. We got to remember when we um, compare, uh, comparing that worse situation, that's not saying what I'm going through isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, okay, it's bad, but it could be worse. It could be worse. That's, could I, that's be a worse. great way to put it. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's about comparison, but it's not about contrast. Man, go, go deeper in that. So when I say comparison, it's okay, like you said, to look up to a role model mm-hmm. or see what the next man, you know, my classmates, they working hard, they studying, okay, I need to do that too. Yeah. But when it comes to contrast, it's like, he got that, I don't. You know, that's not nothing you need to worry about. Yeah. You know, like, uh, why, why can he do that and I can't? Yeah. Work on it. Just work on it, you know. Yeah. In due time, if anything you put your mind to when you work hard on it, you're going to have it. And we seeing, more on what he's saying, a lot of the times we be seeing people and they be having the stuff that we think we want. Mm-hmm. But we don't never know the backstory behind it. True. So, yeah, your man's got them shoes on, but shit, he could start them shoes yesterday. Right. Your man's in the NBA, but shit, we ain't see all the times he was in the gym when nobody wanted to go to the gym with him. He in there by himself. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that, it's people, it's part of people's lives that we can't see. And that's the dangerous part about social media. Perception. You could put anything on that motherfucker and it'd be, and that's what it'd be. Mm-hmm. Nobody got a backstory on social media. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I do like comparison versus contrast. That's really good. So, let's go in uh, just perception. Yeah. How you view, what do you feel about this? The idea that you only know about so, like you only know about someone as much as what they tell you. Dog, I got an episode That's crazy. on that. You do? Yeah, I got a whole episode That's crazy. on that. It's called You Never Know. You Never Know. And I did it with my um one of my good friends, Michelle. Yeah, we just talked about how we can see people, but you never know what their background or their backstory is. And it being September, it's suicide uh, support month. What is it called? Suicide. You know, awareness. Yeah, suicide awareness month. 
And I was talking about I had friends that just up and killed themselves, and you would have thought they was the happiest people on earth. Mm-hmm. I laugh, I joke with these people, and the next day they gone just like that. So it's like anytime I meet somebody new, I try to um shed light. Yeah, cause you don't never know what you can beat to that person you just met. So ask them how they do. Ask them how their day is. Ask them what's good in their life. Ask them what's going on. And show deep concern when you ask. Don't ask it and then look away and ignore them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people just want to be recognized. And that's what I was talking about in the paper that I just wrote for uh, my Real 150 class. It was talking about how people um, need a cultural identity. And when I say cultural identity, I mean I don't mean like with your race or whatever. But I use the, um, music, uh, the music community as a means to identity, how we identify with a lot of the music that we listen to. And if we could expand more on the music that we listen to, that'll push into how we identify with the things around us. Mm-hmm. Because you can, more so using the music, you can listen to a lot of rap music and end up identifying identifying with it. The young boy effect. Yeah, so no, now no, you, no joke intended, but yeah. you listen to that and sometimes now you aggressive. Yeah, that, that's how you become. Yeah. You waking up mad at the world because this is you murder, scream, killing, guns, mm. drugs, jail. That's all you hearing. So if you can tap into some jazz, now you like, damn, you can feel more calm. You tap into some classical music, you you feeling more in tune with what you're doing. You listen to more rock music. You could you can have a grungy part of yourself where. You're not mad at the world, but you got you. You can walk with this. You know how the rock stars walk. You can yeah. walk with this swag you got on. You know what I mean? So yeah. What about human perception? Uh, I feel like it's it's our job as a society, you know, to check up on one another. You know, Man. like you said, it's that conversation that we in the elevator. You know, it's just me and a random person. You know, say what's up, see how they doing. You know, talk to them. Hey. See someone walking across the street, give them a head nod away. You know? Yeah. Tell you. Your loved ones, but you love them, you know, because yeah. love, words hold me. I'm saying, like, yeah. I don't know if you realize, but the, everything that you say, the yeah. words that you say, yeah. all have a greater meaning. That's why I try to be careful with everything I say, how I say it, when I say it. Who I'm saying it yeah, to. Yeah, who I'm saying it to. Right. It's all about perception. What I perceive is different from what you perceive. So I have to meet you at an equal level. Yeah. You know? I don't ever think I'm above somebody. It's always, okay. What can I learn from you at the same time? What can you learn from me? Man. And that human connection is how it's how we elevate and we progress together. Yeah. And if everyone had that, yeah. you know, our society would look a lot better, but there's all the you know, racism, prejudice, all all this hate and evil and you know, jealousy because yeah. we're full of contrast. Uh-huh. There's not enough comparison. Yeah. And when you compare the similarities, mm-hmm. so how how can I relate to you? How can you relate to me? And we find something where we can build kinship off of. Man. It's all about that kinship. Yeah. And, uh, damn, I got lost on what you were saying. I forgot what I was going to bring next. Perception, perception. No, perception, perception, perception. I was saying, it'll come back to me. But what I am going to talk about is, you know the people that get ignored the most is the essential workers. Really? Man, like the people like at the front desk watching over like the dorm buildings. Mm. Those be the people that you, nobody ever really talked to them. It just seemed like you walked past them. And I'm like... Let me shine some light on his day. The custodians. Yeah. Let me see what's up with him. Let me. They all got this sort of energy, though. When you do talk to him, it's like, wow, I'm noticed. 
Because a lot of their work go unnoticed. Nobody ever leave a thank you card in the bathroom after the janitor clean it up. Mm. But that's, he cleaning up your shit. You know what I mean? That's disgusting. Like, think about it. You pissing on the seat. And he got to clean it up. You not cleaning it up. Mm-mm. So, in a way, you owe him a thank you. I mean, no, you don't owe nobody nothing. But from a gratefulness standpoint, it helped to tell people like that thank you. Because they feel like they work actually going somewhere. Because think about your job is to clean the bathroom. You see it clean, but once you come back, not even 24 hours later, it's dirty again. Yep. And it's every day, same thing. Like, dog, so now you like, damn, if the bathroom going to get dirty anyway, what I'm here for? And that's when you spark that conversation, man. I mean, you like, thank you. I appreciate it. You said, I like what you said, though. Yeah. Make them feel noticed. Yeah. You know, all these things about, you know, school shooting and all that and all this. Those people aren't noticed. They, they left... To isolate, mm-hmm. you know, they're not in solid, uh, not a solitude, but yeah, solitude, but they're loneliness. Yeah, they lonely and they in isolation because no one's gonna reach out to them and let, let them know they they notice, you know. Yeah. So that's a great point, you know. Try to be friendly with anybody, mm-hmm. make them feel noticed and make them feel wanted, right? Like they belong. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't even step into that realm because they they fear rejection. Mm-hmm. They feel like if they ask this person how they day gonna go. Or how their day is going, they gonna get slapped down, and mm-hmm. instead of saying something, they'd rather just walk past because they know they'll never see him again. But why not think on the opposite way? It's like, let me say something because I know I'm never gonna see him again. Right. Or I may see them again, so let me say something in case I see him again. Right. Boom, it's a connection. And you don't never know when you are gonna make a friend. You don't no. never know when you are gonna make a long life friend. And people ask me, I'm, I go around campus. I'm a freshman. I go around camp, I'm walking with people, and I'm, I'm saying what's up to five to ten people every time I'm walking out. People are like, well, how do you know him? How do you know this? They start with a simple hello. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And then once they tell you their name, work to remember it. It's important to remember people's names because, again, like what we was talking about, that's something that helped people feel noticed. When you when you learn their name, when you know their name, and when you address them by what they want to be called. Check this out. I'm listening. Imagine the custodian or, you know what, down there, we have a kitchen. Yeah. Uh, the chefs and all that. Yeah. Imagine a, a thank you versus a thank you, Nicole. Man. They're going to feel that. They're going to be like, personal, you know I'm recognized. Not only did they say thank you, they said my name. Man, after. So, that extension of gratitude goes from just the common saying to, to their thank you. They mm-hmm. own that thank mm-hmm. you now. Yeah. That's Nicole's thank you. Nicole is being appreciated. So now Nicole might slide you a little extra food. Extra fries, you know. Fries, you know. He, <laughs> the kitchen closed, but Nicole in there, so Nicole might slide you a plate. So right, you don't never right, know. Right. And it's not it's not being nice as a form of manipulation, but mm-hmm. that's just the byproduct of what being nice gets you. Exactly. Like you don't gotta kiss up to everybody. I'm not saying do that, but Never outshine the master. If that's one of the laws of power. If that's that's one of the laws I could put on that, I say, never feel like you above anybody. And even if you know you above them in a sense, I hate using that word, don't make it known. Because Mm -hmm. that's not going to do nothing but make them feel lesser than themselves. And you're not going to be any more powerful than you are. So you might as well not address it at all and treat everybody as your equal. You know what I mean? The only thing that separates anybody is, is clothes, money, and status. But shit, I shit, you shit, 
I sleep. You sleep. I take a shower. Hopefully, you take one too. <laughs> and uh, I wake up in the morning, and one day I won't. It's, we come into the world, and we all gonna leave the and same you way. Never know when that day gonna come. Exactly. So why would I sit here and treat everybody like I'm above them, and mm-hmm. I could be gone tomorrow? Right. And when you born into this world, everybody is stranger. Man. The life's about making friends, Dog. making connections, spreading building families, love, spreading yeah. the love. And, 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 oh, it came back. And right. we don't promote enough of that. You know what I mean? Because think about it. I'm scared to watch the news. I hate watching the news. Because all they push on the news is the negative that's going on in the world. Right. Think about all the positive that we're not seeing. You don't see it. When you praise the negative, uh, when you praise all the negative outcomes... All you're going to do is reproduce the negative outcomes. Mm-hmm. Think about if the news was all, oh, 8 million people volunteered to help African villages this week. 10 million people fed homeless people this week. That's a sort of inspiration. Now, you like, damn, let me go be 10 million in one to go help a homeless person. But when, when you turn the news on and you see, oh, mass shooting here or uh, killing here or robbery there, you feel... Like, you need to disconnect from the society around you because now you're rooted in fear. You're scared of what's going on around you. I don't want to go outside and change nothing by myself if somebody just got shot last night. Mm-hmm. I could be next. That's the thought process that they put us in. But you got something to say? Yeah. Um, I'm listening. I'm in a social justice class. Yeah. It's uh, criminal delinquency. Okay. And uh, it's about, you know... Breaking up gang violence in the youth and all that, and I had this, I had this, this notion before being in the class that there's good and there's evil in this world. Yeah, and you can try to save everyone, but everyone can't be saved. Right. And I went in the class with that thought, but at the end of the day, I came out thinking, wait a minute, it's not about these people not being able to be saved. Is that yeah. how deep and willing are you to make that connection to make them feel like they're worth being saved? Right. Because you know. You can feed a homeless person, they're gonna be like, thank you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still gonna be homeless. Duh. Because they don't believe in, it, in themselves. But if you show them that, hey, I believe in you, I wanna see what's best for you, they need a little push and they're gonna realize, okay, well, I control my, I control my destiny. Mm-hmm. And if they see enough in me, they see my worth, mm-hmm. why can't I? Yeah. Some people are so low in this world, they give up hope. Man. That's why I try to be positive, you can never give up my on hope, no matter how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Man, just because you murder somebody, I don't see you as a monster. Man, and people don't get that. Keep going, I'm listening. People make mistakes, yeah. and I feel for both sides. You know, yeah. I feel for the victim's parents or, mm-hmm. or siblings or mother, husband, whatever. Yeah. But I also feel for the person who did it, yeah. who did the wrong, they families, they people, they, they mamas, they lovers, it don't matter because at the end of the day, we're all human. And whoever is dead is not coming back. Yeah. So, go ahead. Keep going. And we all make mistakes. Yes. Some mistakes might be bigger than others. Mm -hmm. But people are allowed to be sorry and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And if they have that, you can work with that. But I'm still a little shooken up about the idea of, is everyone good? Right. Or is there a little bit of evil? But then everybody got skeletons. Everybody has skeletons, but... Is it, is it still a backbone? Is there a core? Keep going. 
Do people still stand on principles and values and morals and stand for something? Do people know what principles and values and morals are? Because at the end of the day, ethics is, is different. Because yeah. what I think is right is different from what you think is right. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, how do you go about in a world where everyone's perception is different on good and evil and that my wrong might not be your wrong and my good might not be your good? How do we combat that and come together? And stop the violence, stop the hate, stop the jealousy. Forgive and love. Just go deeper into what we've been talking about this whole time and like trying to spread love and trying to spread kindness and do the best that we can. Because I play sports, so what mm-hmm. they say is if everybody do they one eleventh, the job would get done. That makes sense. So as long That's as football, I, huh? Yeah. Yeah. As long as I can do my one eight billionth in the world. Maybe I can pass it on and somebody else help. So that's two eighths of a billion. And then three and then four. And it's like a snowball effect. You push a small snowball down the mountain. By the time you get to the end, you're going to have a, a big snowball. It's going to be an avalanche. Yeah. So I just try to do the best that I can every day. And like what we've been saying, spark something in somebody else to do better as well. And hopefully they take that and they pass it forward. Like a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. But who's going to be that big domino? Do we need a big domino? Or do we just need everyone to be their own individual domino? Like you say, you see it on TV and stuff. Do we need someone to look up? Okay, that's that positive light. Yeah. That's a person I can compare myself to. Mm-hmm. Or do we need just everyone to be on the, on the same page? Where you, do, you do it on your level, I do it on my level. We all just do it. We just need people to understand their true potential. Mm. Because we could be like, you do it on your level, I do it on mine. But what if they can be on a higher level? Mm. How do we get people to see within themselves that they can be on a higher level than what they are right now? And that's the big question. Because I battle with ethics a lot. Because if you want to... Some people have the ideology that if you want to be rich in this world, you're going to have to make some unethical decisions. But in my head, in my mind, I'm like, it got to be some way where I can do good and still get a good turnout. I never think about money as something that I strive for. I think about money being a byproduct. I knew he was going to say that. Yeah. Money being a byproduct of the work I'm doing in front of me. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm pushing people to be the best that they can be, and I'm making the best decisions that I can make. The money gonna come. But what I'm really focused on is getting to the youth. We gotta get to the youth. I mean, it's good to pay attention to the adults and stuff. But they passing on, they passing forward. You know what? What's the, up? I'm, like, I'm gonna freeze your thoughts. Go ahead, go ahead. The brain don't develop till 25, so that's a good point. Yeah. Getting to the youth. Yeah. Like, uh, I forget My fault. No, 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 you good. Because we still in the same direction. Mm-hmm. It was something that went, um, give me the boy as a child and I'm making him a man. I make him a man by seven. You ever heard of that? Nah, I haven't. The first seven years of, a, of anybody's life is the most important because after seven years old, they say, is when you make that switch to following whatever thoughts preceded the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So if we can get into these daycares and we can get into these uh, younger classrooms 
implement these uh just implement a good set of principles. They don't always got to be the same for everybody, but as long as we can get these kids an idea that the world is good and that they can do good within it, I feel like they'll build on themselves and it'll be, like what we said, a domino effect onto the generations. Because we could change something, but we got to think. All the gener all the generations that preceded us. Mm -hmm. That's one of the real reasons, uh, to me, that racism is still out. I feel like racism not gonna go away until it die out. I don't know, cause this is my thought. I'm listening. I believe it starts with the home. Yeah. Before you Ooh, go to school, yeah, 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 everything yeah. you learn mm -hmm. starts from your parents, mm -hmm. your big brother, your yeah. big sister. Yeah. Or Oh, your grandma, whoever, yeah. you know, that period before school starts, mm -hmm. you don't go to school until you're like, what, four or five? So everything you yeah, learn yeah. is based on what your parents tell you. Yeah. So that being said, how do we infiltrate the home? Because I feel like if racism exists in the deep south, yeah, you know, in the backwoods or whatever, no matter what school they go to, you know, their parents feeding it to them. They going to be. Their kids going to have it. Mm -hmm. So when the kids grow up, they don't give it to their kids. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's dying out because it still exists in the home. And that's what I'm, that's another part, that's the. I guess the counterpart or the part that I'm missing from what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I get what you mean. And I do believe... Where did I read that at? Is it... It's a book that goes into depth about how... It might be Influencer. That might be the book. Or Crucial Conversations or something. It's at home. But it was like exactly what you saying. Something like how the kid becomes the parent of the parent. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not blanking out, but. No, it's making sense. It's yeah. Making sense. So the kid becomes the parent of the parent, and we can't blame the parents for how they think because they just showing what their parents was thinking. What they was taught. Yeah. yeah. And that's why a lot of times when I see racism today, if that's what we're talking about, you can't really get mad at the person that's expressing it. It's ignorance. He, he just don't know. He don't know. How can you get mad at somebody for something they just don't know? And that goes back to your point right. of educating. Yeah. Getting them young. Because mm -hmm. once you once you are age, 19, there's only so many things you can say to tell someone, okay, this is right or wrong. Because mm -hmm. like, I done already been here 19 years. Yeah. You know? Something you something you tell me that's not gonna change me right off the bat, you know. Yeah. How I'm gonna disregard nineteen years of what school and my parents taught me? Man, you just now telling me this now. Those values are so deeply instilled in people that's older that it's harder to change. The more implemented that a habit is, the harder it is to reverse that habit to ground zero, and then from ground zero you got to start a new habit. Mm -hmm. And that's either from atomic habits or the seven. Uh, Seven habits of highly effective people that teach those two principles. And I don't know, we just gotta figure out a way to get to these people before they get to these kids. So in Detroit, how how do you feel about the school system, you know, growing up? Was it was it was it uh was it very straightforward, you know, ABCs, one, two, threes, or do they talk about social justice, all these issues in the world, you know? Trying to make trying to make you a good human being, you know, outside of just academics. So for me, I grew up in the inner city, and I'm I'm so grateful that I had a set of parents. Even though they were separated, I got a set of parents that's still level-headed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they understand what's going on. So the the way I was taught at home was 
they didn't like sugarcoat anything, but they still gave it to me. They gave it to me and they gave me the values that they taught me in a way that I can understand them as a child. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going to school, I could recognize, oh, he's angry because he doesn't have a dad at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, he can't read because his mom is always at work. Mm-hmm. She's uh, set aside and more distant from people because she only lives with her grandma. Mm. He lost his parents at a young age, so he he's depressed right now mm-hmm. as a five-year-old. He has no direction, so the school system in Detroit is like, okay, we're going to teach you this, but they never really like going to regards to the children as a whole. They never really pay attention to the kids. They go, oh, well, his test scores are low, so he must be stupid, but... Why do we feel like why, why do we feel like he's stupid? Why is his test? What's the why? What's going? What is the why? Because I was five, six year old. I was five, six years old, and I was smart enough, so my teachers was having me teach the kids how to read in class. Mm-hmm. So I'm not being. I wasn't being robbed of an ed- education, but I was picking up education in a whole different light. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm grown, well, yeah, I guess I can say I'm grown. Now that I'm grown up, I still feel the same way. I can teach people. How to be better versions of themselves. So, back to how the school system was, it was really like, okay, we're going to teach y'all a set of this information. Uh, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And then you go to the next grade. We're going to teach y'all this. If you get it, you get it. You don't, you don't. And by the time we got to high school, it was just, if you go in and you get something out of it, cool. Mm-hmm. If you go to college, Cool. If you go to a big college, we'll celebrate you. You know what I mean? But it's really Detroit is like almost like an every man for itself type of city. Well, you really just got to get it in because everybody there is hungry. Everybody there want to eat. And for the reasons that they want to eat, it's, it's different. I mean, there's a lot of drug dealing going on. There's a lot of gang activity, gang affiliation. So it's really a... Taking your opportunity and making the most of it is very important in Detroit because one bad day for anybody, one bad day for anybody there, you can lose your life. Mm-hmm. So no matter what route you on, somebody going to be hating. And if he have a bad day that day, he got enough free will to come take your life. So it's really about staying on your toes, picking up information where you can. Mm. And not just paying attention to the textbooks, but you got to have a certain type of street smarts in Detroit, too. You need a balance. You need a balance between street smarts. Book smarts and street smarts. It's two two completely different things, but things that go in essence. Because you can be raised on the streets and have a good education in street smarts and have a lot of common sense on how to move. But if you don't have the, 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 the work behind it to sort of prove what you're thinking, it's hard to get through to other people. Right. No matter how well well read you are or how well spoken you are. Because a lot of people see you as uh, the documents that you carry. So you can grow up in the... Abe Lincoln didn't even go to law school. So you can grow up in the streets learning all this stuff from secondhand people, people on the street. Learning stuff from the homeless people. Picking up all these, these jewels. But if people know that, they'll be like... Oh, he don't know now. He ain't going to school. Right, because it's that perception. Yeah, it's the perception again. So, my bad. I go off on these tangents, but back right. to the school system. It wasn't a tangent. Yeah. Was speaking truth. Yeah, so, 
school system in Detroit is like like I said, whatever you could pick up, take it and use it. And if you can find your niche early. Your purpose. Yeah, if you can find your purpose early, take that and run with it. But when you take it and run with it, don't become so uh, recluse to those things around you. Because you may think your purpose, let's see if I can put an example on it. You, you can see your purpose as a musician to be in a big band. You know what I mean? And you'll go through your whole life thinking, I'm supposed to be in this big-ass band. I'm supposed to be going on tour every year. But really, your purpose could have been to teach kids younger than you, and you could foster the next big band. Mm. But you missed out on that opportunity because you like, I ain't supposed to be no teacher. Mm. I'm supposed to be in a big-ass band. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to be loose with your talents and be able to use them wherever you are. Some people are really good at sports in their youth, but they grow up to be a coach. Yeah, Deion Sanders, prime example. Even people who don't get to play at the higher level, though. Think about somebody who peaked in high school. Mm. Deion got to play in the league and stuff, yeah, so he yeah, got some yeah. knowledge. But people that peaked in high school, and they could have went to the next level, but say their grandma died. Mm. So they wasn't in the mental state to be able to play in college, and that took them away from being able to play in the pros. But they had enough information on the um, – on the subject to become a coach and now he not using that oh I coulda shoulda woulda did this it's anger that fuels him to make him upset at the outside world but he used that damn I coulda woulda shoulda did that but this is the situation I am in now so to prevent that from happening to anybody else younger than me I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna coach them and I'm gonna make sure they get to the next level right so stuff like that, being able to understand your purpose, but not be so set in it that you become tunnel vision to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So becoming flexible with, with yeah. your craft. Yeah. Yeah. So as a problem solver, I'm always looking for solutions. Yeah. And I can imagine that Detroit doesn't stand alone. There's many cities and urban areas, even rural out there that... Uh, Go through the same thing, the same struggles. Yeah. So as a nation, as a country, and for the rest of the world, how do we see that? How how do we use our craft to not only shed light on others, but to inspire the youth? Man, that's the number one question. I don't know. I can only throw out suggestions, I guess, to inspire the youth. We just got to... I mean, if we look at how the world is sort of run today, it's more so like um, it's at a faster pace. Mm, yeah. Even if you want to live slow, life is still at a faster pace. With all the technology. So, yeah, 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 you got to catch on to the waves. And you got to, mm. we got to seek opportunities to use these, how do I want to say this? Excuse me. Cultural disruptions, if that makes sense. So, Something to be going straight. And then, boom, big trend. And that big trend is really the, 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 the first step to the next cultural appreciate. I don't know. Cultural, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Into yeah. the new culture. Like, to put it in perspective, back then, uh, back towards the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, 
rock and hip hop was two separate things. Mm-hmm. 1985, Run DMC, well, most notably, 1985, Run DMC comes out with the track, uh, Walk This Way or um, King of Rock. Yeah. Boom. Now you done integrated two cultures. Now, how do we use this new thing to inspire this new youth that was just born? And that's what we, we got to operate in them, uh, in them changing periods. Because I was reading this book called The Fourth Turning, where it was talking about history going to repeat itself until we learn from it. Right. So when we finally learn from it and we hit a turning point, that's when we implement all the new laws, all the new, all the new um, thought processes or whatever. That's when we can implement that stuff. And it'd be raw, it'd be widespread. Cause the easiest way to get information out is when something go viral. Mm. So yeah, I feel like we gotta exploit those viral moments. So right now, like I said, my viral moment I guess is these clothes, you yeah. know, gonna come up yeah. with that. Um but yeah. Yeah. You either ride the wave <laughs> or you drown. Yeah, I'm saying though. Sink or swim. Yeah. Or observe. From the sand? You can observe from the sand. You can watch it going on. All right. Yeah. People got to understand that they don't always got to be in the mix to be in the mix. Mm. Because we do always need somebody watching from the outside. It always helps to have an eyewitness. Mm. So, say a new cultural turning point. Say the new wave is coming through. Yeah, it's cool to everybody in it. But if we don't got nobody watching it and documenting it, how are we going to ever know what really happened? Exactly. How's how you doing? Good, bro. I'm awesome. Pedro, nice to meet you. You're live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, as my roommate Pedro, That's cool. in. Yeah. Well, yeah. How you? How How do you suggest we get through to the youth? Staying culture, culturally relevant. Keep going. The youth look at us as an older generation. So let's say a 60-year-old man, you're going to look at him and be like, he's 60 years old, he don't mm-hmm. know what he's talking about, he's yeah, not yeah, in tune with us. Mm-hmm. But the same 60-year-old man using, using my lingo, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's quote-unquote hip, yeah. I, can, I can see him and be like, okay, well, we have something in common once he gets us a comparison. Mm-hmm. Then again, he's, old, he's older, he's wiser, mm-hmm. I can use that. So we come to the youth in a way that not only do I see you, but I understand you. Mm-hmm. I've been through what you've been through. Yeah. But in this time, I'm also going through, in a way, what you're going through, because I'm still in tune with you. So I can still relate to you. Yeah. But because I'm older, I can show you the ropes, how mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. Not to fall victim to this, to do that. Yeah. Stay on the yeah. right path, because mm-hmm. once again, I've lived it, but I'm still in tune. So always being in tune. Whether you're on the waves mm-hmm. or watching the waves. Yeah. Staying in tune with everything that's going on. And that goes with your observation of what you see, mm-hmm. what you hear, mm-hmm. what you read, what you watch. Don't always be secluded in your own bubble. Mm-hmm. It's good to be in a... In, in solitude. Yeah, in solitude. But go outside the cave every, every once in a while. Man, you ever heard of... Uh, The cave, we can call it the cave theory, where it was like, <clears throat> how did it go? It was, it went, 
these uh these ancient civilians or whatever they grew up in this cave mm -hmm. and uh all they ever seen was life plastered from the shadows or whatever wow. so the light came into the cave yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got to see everything that was reflected from the outside so they saw people walking but they saw them on the wall of the mm -hmm. cave mm -hmm. so they grow up and they just that's all they see so they reality becomes oh this is reality these people these shadows right here that's it that's all there is to life because they ain't seen nothing else but one day somebody break from the shackles Mm. And they turn around and they Perfect. go outside. Yeah. And when they look around, they like, oh, shit. It's more to life than just the wall in the cave. Exactly. People look like me. People are walking around. Mm -hmm. And when that person that broke from the shadows tried to come back and tell everybody else, they was like, you crazy. Nigga, you crazy. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no people. Like, this is all we got is the shadows. Right. So how would that person explain outside life to them if they don't go out to do it for themselves? He has to. He has two options. Right. He can be like, all right, y'all don't believe me. Mm -hmm. He can go enjoy the rest of the world. Yeah. Or he could be that one. And what would you say? The black sheep. Eight eight billion. Oh, yeah, the one eight billion. He could break their shackles for him. Yeah. And give them the option. Look, your shackles are broke. Uh huh. Now you can come with me. Yeah. Or you can use your newfound freedom and stay where you at. Mm. What about a third option where he can bring the world to them? Inside the cave? Inside the cave. See, I don't, the only problem with that is they're still inside the cave. Right. They're still comfortable in the situation. Not a big, and big shot. he had to go out and do it. Yeah. So if anything, he's the one that's gaining because he's getting all this knowledge. He's going around doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And this is just coming to them. You know, they just receive it. Oh, but sometimes okay. you must have to go obtain. Yeah. Let's say I want to know, I want to learn some, something new, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone can teach me, mm -hmm. which is which is always great. You yeah. know, having to teach someone who knows something. Yeah. But actually going out and seeing it for yourself. That's a whole different story. Whole different that's story. a whole different experience. And that changes your perception. Yeah. Because you can only accept so much from what someone tells you. Yeah. But when you physically see with your own eyes, mm -hmm. that's the difference. Now, this is why faith and religion, it's hard to come by for some people because they can't physically see it. Right. But if you realize every time you're healthy... Every time you're doing good, you're blessed. And when you're not, you're still blessed. Because like you said, it's them struggles. Mm -hmm. It's them challenges. We have our own free will. Yeah. So it's what you do with that. Are yeah. you going to stay in the cave? Or are you going to come outside? You're going to come outside and see what life really like. Yeah. You know, and, but they also say, my friend that told me this, the, uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. So be careful. Sometimes it's better to stay in the cave. Mm -hmm. Because you might think, okay, it's better over there. Let me go see what it's like. Mm -hmm. In reality, you already had it. So that's why you have hometown heroes. Yeah. People who need to stay in the cave. Mm -hmm. Then you have those who need to go out and bring back the information. Mm -hmm. So it all goes back to your original point yeah. of knowing your purpose and not, and not being selfish. Using it for the best beneficial good yeah. for it all. They call that utilitarianism. Yeah, that's not Sometimes you got to be a sacrifice for the greater good. No. Yeah. No, yeah, I like that. I don't know. Fifty five minutes, but any closing remarks? <sighs> oh, I forgot to do a quote of the day too, so Oh yeah. You, you can throw that in there. Go ahead. Quote of the day. <clears throat> Let me think. Tomorrow never comes.
sees today. Yeah, that's it right there. So we're going to end on that. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Probably thank you for having me thank once you. again. Check out the uh, clothing brand on IG, WNDR, CLO, Wonder Clo, TikTok, and also our website is WNDRCLO.com, right. WonderClothing.com. That's it. All right, bet.